Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. You ever have one of those weeks? It's been a really good week. But man, I am so glad it's Friday. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WYUF, I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports, as we've done together for the past 25 years. Uh, Elliot is producing the broadcast today. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get some calls today. Tell me who's going to win the football games I don't care if you don't care. Tell me anyway. I, I, I'm just telling you. Okay? We are going to have the play-by-play voice of Kansas State basketball on the show today at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Tell you about that team. They just got beat by Iowa State. Let me just tell you something. The Big 12 is brutal. That is a brutal league. I mean, it's the best league in the country. And, I mean, even the bad teams – are good. And it's going to be interesting to see um, what the SEC does against that league. Because I think it's the best league in college basketball. So we'll see. But uh, there, there's a couple of people who are doing the, the, uh, play-by-play of the game for ESPN, too, I've never heard of. But you can always listen to it right here. Let's take calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Like I said, Elliot is going to take your calls today. So help me out, okay? There is a lot going on in Gatorland. Gator Gymnastics has a chance to break a record. They have a chance to break the record, ironically held by Georgia. You know, if you have followed gymnastics for a long time, Suzanne Yachlin was their longtime coach. She was a handful, but she was a hell of a coach and got great talent to Georgia. I may be off on the number, but they, they won like they had 35 or whatever it was consecutive SEC matches where they did not lose. Florida's out to break that record tonight and ironically against Georgia. Georgia is number 17. Florida is number two. Gator men's tennis, you heard Brian Shelton earlier in the week here. They've got a tournament this weekend they're hosting. Gator baseball has their first practice today to get ready for the upcoming season. They'll practice all weekend. You can go out and see them. The practices are open, and you can uh, watch scrimmages too. So that's a really good thing. And there's some Gator activity on the road. Gator track is on the road. Uh, I'm probably missing something. Oh, Gator women don't play till Monday uh, in basketball. Uh, They'll play at Auburn. So that's what's going on there. But other than that, 
It's even though there's a lot going on, a lot of it now is centered around the NFL games, NBA, all of that. I want to get your thoughts on this too. Oh, uh, before I do, Billy Packer passed away at age 82. Uh, he used to annoy the hell out of me. I didn't like Billy Packer much in terms of what he did. But, but look, even though he wasn't my cup of tea, long time fixture on, on college basketball, a part of the NCAA tournament for more than 30 years. So, again, like him or not, he was the lead college basketball analyst for 34 straight Final Fours. 34 straight. That's just crazy. Sometimes I get a bit annoyed when it comes to hiring uh, in whatever sport we are talking about. It's very fickle. In the NFL, they have a policy where you have to interview a minority candidate to go by the rules the league has and for more minority hiring. Steve Wilkes was the interim coach there. Uh, He didn't get the job. Frank Reich got the job, the former Indianapolis Colts coach. Um, The law firm that represents Wilkes said, quote, there is a legitimate race problem in the NFL, unquote. I would like listeners of color to respond to this because I'll tell you what I don't like when it comes to this, and it's going to sound like I'm anti-African-American hiring, which is the furthest thing from the truth. But here's what I don't like. If the NBA is X percent black, if the NFL is X percent black in terms of its players, do you think then there should be a like number of coaches of that percentage? Because I don't. And that's what this seems to, to, to say to me. I will tell you this. I, I have talked to coaches who went through the interview process who told me it was a complete sham. And that's wrong. That's wrong. If, if the NFL, if an owner is only interviewing a person of color because they have to, then that is a problem. That is a definite problem. And that owner should be called out if it can be proven. But, again, just because there's X amount of players versus this amount of coaches, I don't know. I don't know. Get your thoughts. We'll start with a phone call from Lou. Lou, hi. Lou, go ahead. No, Lou. Lou went the way of the dinosaur. Um, let me get some emails here. 
Wow, there's a whole bunch of them. That was, that was pretty quick. Now i got to find them. I'm telling you, it's one of those days today. I'm just, everything is a little off today. Just, just one of those days. Um, all right, James emails. He says, Steve, do you give the Gators a chance tomorrow? Of course, yes. Do I think they'll win? No, I don't. You know, Kansas State just got beat. That'll, that'll motivate them. And look, you, you, you know those players are going to want to play hard for Keontae Johnson. You, you just know that. So, again, do I think they can win? Do I think they have a chance? Yes. I don't think they will win. And by the way, I mentioned football. It's funny to me, too, that even in a college town, if football is the king sport, nobody talks NFL. It, it, it's, it, it amazes me. Don't forget, tomorrow, bonus coverage of basketball. We'll have Bama, Oklahoma at 1.30. Then the Gators and K-State at 5.30. We'll have the Niners, Eagles at 2 on Sunday. Bengals and Chiefs at 6.30. We will have live coverage there. Okay, Tampa Mike says, I think Florida has a chance with Kansas State if they follow Golden's plan for winning. A couple of keys have to stay close to even in rebounding with their size. If Florida can make them shoot under 40%, they can't allow them to make it up with quantity of shots and extra shots from rebounds and keep turnovers down. If Florida can stay close on shot attempts, this could be close. Contain their easy transition baskets. Florida getting some easy ones and opportunistic runouts. If Florida continues to shoot the ball, the three ball well, and share, look out, and Castleton has to stay out of foul trouble, yet be a factor defensively. That's a lot of things to go right, Mike. Isn't it? I mean, think of what you're just saying there. If, 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 if. That's a long laundry list. But, again, to my point, that that certainly is a possibility. It can happen, and I can't wait uh, to talk uh, about Kansas State with their play-by-play guy uh, coming up at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Jimmy emails. Uh, he said, <laughs> I, think he, I think he's doing his tongue-in-cheek. He said, did you see who the captains were named for the NBA All-Star game? I did, but once again, that, that just doesn't resonate. doesn't. Uh, Mark emails. He says, who is the best team on campus right now? Ooh, that is a good question. Today, this could change tomorrow. Wouldn't you say gymnastics? But th- today. Track, indoor track, is a little, by their standard, a little bit down. I think the gymnastics team has the highest ranking of any team to this point. So, yes, I think if you're pressing me, I think gymnastics would be the best team today. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jack Alperstein. There's a lot going on in Gator Sports this weekend. Let's take a look at the events right here in the Swamp. In tennis news, the Gators are hosting one of the ITA Kickoff Weekend Invitational Tournaments. SMU is currently in a matchup with Mississippi State, and the Gators take on USF at 2 p.m. In baseball news, the Gators open up spring practice today with a scrimmage at 4.30 p.m. The Gators gymnastics team has a matchup with the Georgia Bulldogs at 5.45 p.m. In men's basketball news, the Gators travel to Kansas State to take on the Wildcats tomorrow. Live coverage of the game begins right here at 5.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You know, buying a, a car is a big deal. Obviously, it's a big expense. You want to be happy with what you're driving, and you want that vehicle to be reliable and as maintenance-free as it can possibly be. Well, the people at Southeast Car Agency know that, and they know the purchase of a vehicle is a big deal for you. And that's why they have, at their place of business, a wide selection of vehicles to choose from. Now, don't forget, looking for a new one? Don't have any. They've specialized in bringing you the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. But you will see all kinds of different makes, models, speeds of, tra of transmission, cars, trucks, SUVs. You, you get the idea. Selection's really good, so you can have the widest selection to choose from. You can go online, secars.com, to check it out, or go see them in person, test drive the vehicles at Northeast 39th Avenue here in Gainesville. As I always tell you, when you go see them in person, tell them sports scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Meldon Law, we won't back down. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane or slow down 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. It's common sense, it's common courtesy, and it's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. 
That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Sunday, it's the championship round of the NFL playoffs as we bring you a special doubleheader. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew for all the action. First, the top two seeds in the NFC square off when the Eagles host the 49ers. Then, it's the Chiefs and the Bengals in the AFC title game for the second straight year. Who will advance to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona? Tune in to find out. Hear the playoff picture unfold right here. Coverage starts Sunday at 2 right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Coming up, after I take Lou's call, anybody else that wants to call, I'm going to give you one of the reasons why coaching today is a pain in the rump. That's coming up after we talk to Lou. Lou, hello. Hello, I'm back again. Do you hear me okay, Steve? Got you okay, Lou. You can't do that, Layla. What a song. That's coming at Rushmore for me. What a song. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Second thing, uh, Steve, do you, which, I don't know how much information you have come out of Gator Baseball. Do you, uh, do you have any idea Friday, Saturday, Sunday guys line up to be? I have an idea, but remember, they're just starting practice for the season. So, yeah, they had a fall practice too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, a lot of times, it's going to be a wait and see thing, you know, when when uh, after fall ball and what they do now. Uh, but if I had to guess, uh, Sprout and Waldrop would probably be Friday, Saturday, in in some right. order. Um, Sunday, I think is still up for grabs. Uh, okay. You know, Pierce Capola's had some, still had some injury issues, uh, which may hold him back a little bit. Um, I think that's that's probably the the day that's the most open. I think the other two, unless something happens to them, are pretty set. Yeah, I like big. Uh, I don't know how much you see Big Jack throw. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure if he's geared for a Sunday start yet. But uh, I know they have a lot of, from what I hear, a lot of arms haven't been over there in a while. So. Well, they do, and a lot of them are back, you know, from a year ago, and and that's the and, nice thing. Right. You know, they got a lot of guys returning. It's weird how some things can just emerge, you know, out of nowhere. This guy gets a mid mid two or three innings. Next thing you know, he looks pretty good. Let's let's give him a, maybe a crack on Sunday and uh anything can happen. So that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I like to think we're gonna have a pretty good club. I like uh we got some power in the lineup and uh I just hope that we can pick it up in the middle there, shortstop and second base, pick up ground balls and make a crossover, and that's half the battle. So, anyway, thanks for the call, Steve. Okay, appreciate you. Thank you. D, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Uh, let me hit on all your topics today, man. Uh, NFL, uh, I'm going for San Francisco and Cincinnati. Uh, I can't stand the Eagles, so I'm <laughs> going to San Francisco. I don't like them either, but uh, San Francisco is the lesser two evils, and uh, – you know, Cincinnati, I, I, you know, I'm destined uh hope Burrow can get back uh, to the big game. And they're, they're doing a lot of talking. So 
this this looks like it's going to be a hell of a game on Sunday. Uh, Gator basketball, Steve. Um, I, I don't like this matchup, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, Kansas State is is very good. Like you said, they lost the other night. They're back at home. Uh, you know, it's going to be a raucous environment. And I think the Gators only averaging maybe like 60 points a game on the road. So I mean, and the thing about Kansas State, man, they got uh, they got three players from New York City, which is kind of amazing. So uh, I think their point guard's averaging like 24, 25 points a game in conference play. So, yeah, this is going to be a, um, this, this going to be a hell of a, a task for Florida tomorrow, man. So I just, I just don't like the matchup. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a good matchup, at least on paper. You know, some things would have to happen that would, you know, roll into Florida's favor, you know, foul trouble. Uh, you know, now – I'll say this, if Kansas State has an Achilles heel, just from the couple times I've watched them, and I'm, I'm going to talk to Wyatt Thompson here, defensively sometimes they're not that good. So, But again, to your point about Florida, can they take advantage of that? Because I think a lot of the teams in the Big 12 are good offensive teams that can take advantage of that. I'm not too sure Florida can. Yeah, like you said, the Big 12 is the, uh, the best conference in basketball, uh, not, not even close. Uh, I want to hit on your thing about the coaches. Steve, yeah, the please. Coaches. Um, you know, I, I think we talked about this maybe a year ago, and I said, look, man, unless – it doesn't surprise me. Unless the NFL gets more black owners, uh, nothing's going to change because these owners want to hire people that they're comfortable with. And I look at a guy like Eric Bieniemy. I mean, Kansas City is in his fifth straight AFC championship game. And every time the guy goes in for an interview, he gets turned down. Uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, Steve Wilkes, uh, Carolina was, what, one in four, trades away his best player, and is on the cusp. Uh, they were right in contention for the division uh, with, with a week to go. And, you know, I like Frank Wright, but the, the players seem to, you know, come together for Wilkes, and he can't get a shot. It just seems the goalpost moves for these black coaches, and, like I said, man, unless there's more black owners in the NFL, nothing's going to change. Well, that's what I want to see. And I think you hit the nail on the head, right? I think the, the issue, if you're going to make this an issue, I think the issue is just what you said. That, And again, it has, that has its own set of things. If you have a black owner, minority owner, then are they more likely to hire a minority coach? Probably so. So, yes, that could that could factor into it. Yep. Have a good weekend, Steve. Appreciate you, D. Thank you. You as well. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Peyton says, not only is Anthony Richardson a local player going into the draft, but defensive end Corey Durden of NC State's a Newberry grad, projected to be a sixth or seventh round pick. Not sure if any local players are eligible. Not that I can think of, but... That I'd have to really look at that. BB says he went to the grocery store the other day. Has a problem. You've been talking about average players for years, calling them ham and eggers. Not considering the price of eggs, the guy's gonna have to be five stars when you say yeah. Uh, and I've, I've seen that firsthand. He said they drove by the softball stadium and coach had these tall metal frame contraptions on the mound at the plate. Well, at the plate, I was gonna say a pitching machine, but at the plate. I'm not. I'd have to see. Uh, and his NFL picks are Bengals over the Chiefs. 
uh, and Niners over the Eagles. And he said, would you care to elaborate on your thoughts on the Eagles offense versus the 49ers defense? Well, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to come up big. The 49ers defense, I think, is very, very good. He's going to have to be a factor, I think, with his feet. They're going to have, he's going to have to keep the 49ers honest with some design runs and or scrambles. But and, and look, he's been kind of banged up, but I think they're going to have to at least show that to, to make that a, you know, a factor in what they do. So I think that's going to happen. Uh, Russell says, it's ridiculous to hire uh, an African-American just because they're African-American. I don't care. There's 80% or more in football and basketball. They're doing nothing but keeping racist crap stirred up. I don't care who's under the helmet of a ball player. I pull for the team and not their color. But, Russell, to be fair, I think if you were on the other side of that coin, you, you would have that issue. You would see that. And look, Steve Wilkes is not a household name, but he took a terrible Carolina team and made it competitive, and the players seem to be behind him, and yet the owner wouldn't, you know, wouldn't acquiesce to that. Steve, you and Porter, hang on, get right to you. Twelve twenty-seven. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM. WRUF. Calling Gator Nation. You are invited to be part of Gator history on Friday, February 10th for the official dedication of Steve Spurrier Way at Celebration Point Promenade in front of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Lots of dignitaries and press will be on hand to witness this historic event. And it's open to all who bleed orange and blue. It's the grand unveiling of Steve Spurrier Way. It's all happening Friday, February 10th from 530 to 615 at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. I hate the struggle of tough, greasy messes on my stovetop. So I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. When I'm frustrated with stubborn bathtub soap scum, I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. Mr. Clean Clean Freak delivers an innovative cleaning experience with a powerful deep cleaning mist that starts working on contact to break down tough messes in seconds. Just freak, wipe, done. done. Confession, I'm a hopeless romantic. And I love a deal. I just went to Kohl's and earned Kohl's cash, plus got an extra 15% off already great deals, like 60% off a necklace for my mom and 40% off PJs for my daughter. Not to mention, I found myself a fragrance set from Sephora at Kohl's for less than $50. With more gifts and more savings, what's not to love? Select styles. Offers end January 29th. Sephora, coupons, and Kohl's cash do not apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. When a cold comes on strong, <laughs> knock it out with Vicks Dayquil Severe for max strength daytime relief. Just one dose of Vicks Dayquil Severe starts to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. Power through your day with Vicks Dayquil Severe, the daytime non-drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none medicine. Use as directed. the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. 
Sunny and chilly this afternoon. Highs barely making it to the upper 50s and lower 60s. We'll have clear skies tonight and lows dropping to near freezing. Freeze alerts have already been issued for counties along the I-10 corridor. Tomorrow turning partly cloudy. High temperatures a little bit milder. We should get into the mid-60s. We'll get to the mid to upper 70s with increasing clouds on Sunday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You start talking about Josh Allen MVP, Josh Allen this and that and all this and that. Put that in the rearview mirror. Now the conversation is start of the 2023 football season. Who's going to win the MVP? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Justin, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Those will be all the four or five names that we talk about. But I believe Joe Burrow at the top. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Good afternoon. Hello. I um, I listened to uh, Mike Florio and Peter King discuss this hiring situation up in Carolina. And, well, first of all, let me say that I think it's a travesty that, that there are not more black head coaches in the NFL. Let me put my position out there, but um, I think Peter King, I, I'm not sure that I've ever read anything about Peter King that wasn't true, and Florio used to be an attorney, so um, I trust their what they're saying on it. He said Carolina's defense to this is going to be that ever since Cam Newton had left they've had quarterback problems there and they wanted to hire an offensive coach okay then then have then hire uh a quarterback coach that's good yeah then hire an offensive coordinator that's good i I, look a guy that i respect a great deal is herm edwards he's been a head coach you know he's african-american head coach and he puts it as well as you can put it. Development of a quarterback, in part, not all, in part, is based on or connected to what system they're running and how comfortable they are in running it. it, it so, I mean, so if, and Anthony Richardson is a perfect example, okay? If you're going to hire somebody, if you're going to draft him and you're going to make him a, you know, an Aaron Rodgers kind of quarterback, that's probably not going to work. It's the same thing as a head coach, right? You got you yeah. adapt to your personnel, and your head coach hopefully has a say with the front office to get okay. What do you want? What's the philosophy you want to have? And you draft to that philosophy. And that's exactly where Frank Wright's going to going to be in a good position there because. They have a respectable draft choice, and they can trade up to get a higher one. And they talked about how many quarterbacks that 
the uh, the the quarterback carousel that Frank Wright went through in in Indianapolis, and that his ability to work with quarterbacks was well respected. But you know, I I'm not sure I saw many results there. But well, that's it. In the last five years, he's had, he had what five different quarterbacks. I mean, that's it. So it you know is it is it because you didn't have you know look at the Jets perfect example okay their issue their main issue is their quarterback but who got let go the offensive coordinator right I, I promise you yeah. if it was a better quarterback there that the offensive coordinator would be better but you're limited well that brings up the other hot topic of the day is now that the uh the Jets have hired Hackett as their offensive coordinator. You know, everybody's speculating that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. I think that's possible. I think it's very possible. But, you know, first of all, Rodgers has publicly at least said that he'd like to stay in Green Bay if his some of the guys he has played with would also stay there. But they have a salary cap mess there. So I'm not sure they can make that happen. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'd love to have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he I, look, I think that the, the problem with him is going to be if you get him, then the Jets are going to be expected to win the Super Bowl. Well, they have other holes, too. Well, yeah, they want, uh, they want to try to do basically the same thing they did with Brett Favre before Brett Favre got hurt up there. They were – they thought the only thing they needed, they were a quarterback away. But I don't see this Jets team quite being being there. No, I don't either. I mean, they're your team. I don't. No, I don't either, Steve. I, I agree. Appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Here's what I was going to tell you about why coaching is what it is. Miami is is one of the three schools in the entire nation nation that. I have circled as to what the hell's going to happen there. You had Mario Cristobal, great recruiter, right? Oregon, all that. And they hired Josh Gaddis as their offensive coordinator. Josh Gaddis, the last time we saw him, he was at Michigan. He had just won the Broyles Award, as the top assistant coach in the country. I want you to understand that. He was given the Broyles Award as the top assistant coach in the country. He goes to Miami and gets fired. How does that mesh? How does that make any sense? You know how it makes sense? Because of the quarterback. Tyler Van Dyke wasn't any good. They went through three quarterbacks. And they finished five and seven. They also couldn't run the ball. Is that the coordinator's fault? Remember, Michigan ran the hell out of the ball. Right? So, they averaged less than four yards a carry. He's out. Think about that for a second. He is the Broyles Award winner one year, and he's fired the next. That, that is the state of college football. That is the state 
of the patience there is from fan bases, from media, from whoever, to make things happen. That, that to me, is just ridiculous. Uh, but that's kind of the new, the new reality. A couple of emails here. Paul says, Steve, uh, what are your thoughts on Gator baseball? Uh, is this Sully's best team in a while? Yes, it is. On paper. On paper, it is. He's gotten his roster back, um, you know, to where I think he, he, he likes it. Uh, he was strapped a little bit last year. Didn't have a lot of depth on the infield, for example. A lot of his pitchers were young. They have uh, fixed that problem. And they could have a really nice year. But once again, they're in a league that is really, really good. Mike has his weekly email that says the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. He says, thank goodness, Coach Golden cut the puppet strings against South Carolina. The Gators pushed the ball out to a rebound, scored in transition, great ball movement instead of walking the ball up the court, setting up the offense 25 feet. You know, again, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, same thing. A challenge in a Gator fan to say is not more enjoyable to watch than a 54-52 game. I'll challenge that. 54-52 games can be very exciting to watch. Right? It's like baseball. Baseball is a good analogy here, Mike. Would you rather watch a 9-8 game or a 1-0 game? He says it's a very athletic team. If we give them the freedom to play that style of offense, they could make the NCAA tournament, maybe win a game or two. He let the players play Hallelujah. I'd love to ask the players that. You know, does he, what game does he have the puppet strings? And what game does he not have the puppet strings? So the way that you see it, Mike, which is like black and white, is the games they score a lot of points, they cut the puppet strings. The games they don't, he has the puppet strings. That's not how that works. You can, you can cut the puppet strings. If you don't make shots, you don't put the ball in the basket, then... That's part of why teams don't score. Jim says, do, I know why, do we know why Keontae Johnson was not cleared by Florida but was by Kansas State? Jim, if I've, if I've been asked this question once, I've been asked it 75 times. Here is the answer I will give you, to my knowledge. Liability. Liability. Can you imagine had Florida given it was the school involved in this. He was going to this school when that terrible incident happened, where they then said, okay, you go play. And God forbid something happened. Now, let's flip that coin. Is Kansas State under the same liability? To a point... But it didn't happen there. 
you know, they, I'm sure, they did everything they could do, their due diligence, doctors, etc. But that is, in my opinion, Jim, why he was not cleared here. And, you know, of course, Gator fans would love to see him here. I would too, but I kind of understood that. Art said, got a great question here. How do we get more black owners of NFL teams? Why aren't there more black owners of NFL teams? In today's market, everything's for sale, so why aren't there more African-Americans buying these teams from owners? Plenty of multi-million and billionaire black celebrities. Why are they not buying NFL teams? Well, I guess you could. If you get you know people together and do it and all that, yeah, that's certainly doable to do. Um, it's a very... See, I, I know a lot of you... If I right now went on the air and said my favorite uniform combination for Florida football is white pants and blue tops, what do you think? I'd have calls for two hours. I would. But a lot of times people don't want to get involved in things that are semi-political. Well, like it or not, that's part of sports. Some people like it, some people don't. But that, that is a reality and I think it is a legitimate question that people ask about why there aren't as many African-American coaches I think that is a definite question to ask it is legitimate Steven says if you were an NFL coach would you rather have Jalen Hurts as your quarterback or Joe Burrow Hertz's quarterback rating this year is 84. Burroughs is 61. It depends. What do I run? What is my other personnel? Right? I mean, look, Joe Burrow in college was a, had great uh, people around him. He's got great receivers at Cincinnati. So he does, and, and he can run, but Hertz, you can do more with him in the run game. So once again, what is it that you want to employ? What is it that you want to do, right? Here's a better question. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Aaron Rodgers or, or Tom Brady? Tom Brady ain't going to run. Aaron Rodgers will run, but not designed usually. So, again, what are you trying to do with what you have on offense? That is the key. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jack Alperstein. There's lots of Gator sports taking place across the country. The Gators track and field team will participate in the Arkansas Razorback Invitational at 1.15 p.m. today. Events will continue tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. as well. In women's tennis, the Gators travel to College Station tomorrow to take on Arizona in the Texas A&M ITA kickoff weekend tournament. They will continue play on Sunday against either FAU or Texas A&M, depending on their performance tomorrow. In men's basketball, the Gators travel to Kansas State tomorrow to take on the Wildcats in a reunion with Keontae Johnson. Live coverage of the game begins right here at 5.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Melden Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Melden Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldenLaw.com. Again, that's MeldenLaw.com. Melden Law, we won't back down. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Resolve to recycle more, recycle paper, bottles, and cans directly, and recycle old clothes by donating them. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. We will speak to the basketball play-by-play voice of Kansas State coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so. In the meantime, we'll speak with Andrew. Andrew, hi. Yes, Steve. Good, good afternoon. Um, I didn't get a chance to call, but I was uh, pleased um, with the game against South Carolina because of the uh, many things I am in agreement with that have been said post-game. I thought we really moved the ball around better as far as uh, – you know, working with each other and uh, ball reversals and different things of that nature. But um, anyway, the reason I called today was I did want to mention about Kansas State, you know, with the upsurgence, the resurgence of their uh, resurgence, the uptick in their football program, those people over there are getting pretty excited about uh, uh, sports, especially the major ones that I know of. And I think that environment is not only going to be loud i think it's going to stay loud throughout the game so uh, we have a tremendous challenge and the one thing good about it steve is that if we play well come up short it's not a conference 
it won't affect our conference standing. Although, you know, there's another way, you know, those wins that they calculate. But it won't affect the conference standing, so that's a, that's a plus. The other thing, you bring up an interesting issue, and uh, I happen to come across some information. And if you would, if we got a minute, um, I would like to, to just read off a couple of the so-called, quote, excuses that teams have listed as to why they have passed over otherwise qualified black coaches. And this is the NFL, the league, the NFL. Now, on this, uh, some of these, obviously, Steve, are, are really lame. Uh, didn't interview well, didn't look the part, seemed nervous throughout the interview process. Um, I don't know. You know, it, it, the, these individuals are getting pretty well, getting hired assistant coach-wise, and so uh, does the, obviously the interview process is more in depth when you go, and more more important when you go for the head coaching position. But what is it, eighteen percent? I, I think I think the NFL ought to be ashamed of themselves, Steve. Well, a lot of people feel that way. I I, I don't like quotas. I never have. Because in that the Rooney the Rooney rule or whatever it is. No, I I think the the Rooney rule as it was intended is good, but again, I can interview you and go through the shenanigans and through the motions of it, but I know I'm never going to hire that guy, and believe me, the candidate can tell too. They they know it's a token. They know it's they're doing it because they have to do it as opposed to, hey, I really think you're a qualified candidate. And I will tell you what an African-American coach said to me. He said, you cannot tell me that there are not enough qualified African-American coaches to make a difference where that number would rise. And I agree with that. And also, before I let you go, um, yes, that is uh, true. Um, I think the uh, Chiefs, uh, that offensive coordinator, isn't his name Eric Bieniemy? Yes. I think that that ought to be somebody that they ought to be actively recruiting. Well, here's here's the problem with that. Uh-huh. Uh, if I had, I had a guest from Pro Football Focus here yesterday, Andy Reid is very active in terms of the Chiefs' offense. So the question becomes, you know, and only the Chiefs know internally, you know, how much is Andy Reid involved in the play calling? You know, how, how much freedom is uh, Bannamy given? He just signed a one-year contract last year. So that would tell me, I mean, given how good the Chiefs' offense is, on paper he'd be a no-brainer, right? But for some yeah. reason... Not the case. I think it's because of Reed and what he still does with the offense. Yeah, well, you know, the day's going to come where um, obviously they're going to have to uh, look at this thing a little more carefully or more with more due diligence because I will repeat again, it, it is shameful that there are not more representation from the minority community. 
Have a great day. Okay. Thank you. 3928255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, I, I saved this email, and we'll, we'll tackle it in the second hour. It's really a good email, and it responded to something I said on the air a few days ago about where Gator Nation was as a fan base. Florida right now, in the major sports, does not have a marquee player. In the NFL, they don't. They have good players. And look, if you make the NFL, you're a good player. But if you're talking about top echelon of players, and I would maybe we can ask in a second, who would you say is Florida's best player in the NFL right now? I mean, look, I was just going to say that, Elliot. I mean, McPherson has done a really nice job with Cincinnati, but he's a kicker. Okay, And I'm not saying you can't say him, but what guy comes to mind right away that's in the NFL that, that you know played at Florida? And there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys. I mean, Van Jefferson, you know, before he got hurt. You know, Anzalone's a starter. Uh, James Houston has come out of nowhere to play. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I mean, there, there's a lot of dudes but, again, is there a big time among them? You know, Tony, I think Tony is because he's in the right system. Tony did nothing with the Giants. He was considered a bust, and now he's like, you know, go-go gadget dude in Kansas City. He's in a better offense. He's in a, an offense that better suits him. So, and, and again, if you look at some of the other schools, well, guess what? They've got marquee players. So that, I think that is part of it. Uh, Bob said, saw the passing of Billy Packer. What are your thoughts on his contributions to the college hoops? You ever get to meet him? Uh, great show as always. Bob, I was not a Billy Packer fan. Just in terms of his style, I did meet him once uh, at a Final Four that, that Florida was at. Uh, I, I went over to introduce myself. Uh, and he was perfunctory. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't warm and fuzzy. He was just, you know, hello, and kind of moved on. Uh, I, I thought his style was a bit brash, but a lot of people liked that. But look, obviously, if you're part of 34 Final Fours, you're doing something right. And Billy Packer did something right. He was a great ambassador for college uh, basketball, promoted the sport, and that's, you know, what you're asked to do when you're at that particular level. So he may not have been my cup of tea in terms of his style, if you will, Bob, but undoubtedly, undoubtedly, you know, really, really good. For example, I'll give you another guy because I'm older. Al McGuire, right? If you'd have told me that Al McGuire would be a good analyst, you know, but he was – his style, the way he did it, McGuire was great to me. I really enjoyed Al McGuire. There's other people that didn't like his style, and that's the beauty of broadcasting, right? In the summertime, I, I sometimes will say, who's your favorite football announcer or your favorite baseball announcer? Well, it varies, right? There's the 
you know, the Vin Scully, the, you know, very uh, highbrow approach to things, you know, here's the 2-2 from Kofi, like that. And then there's the guys that are more, you know, I don't want to say guttural, but I mean, they're not quite as upper tier as Scully. You know, Al Michaels. That's what makes broadcasting great, that there's room, you know, for different types. Very few people talk about Chris Collinsworth. And I think Chris, I'm a little biased, but I think Chris does a tremendous job, you know, in, in being an analyst. So beauty in that case is certainly uh, in the eye of the beholder. But, yeah, you can't like him or don't like him. You cannot say Billy Packer did not have an impact on college basketball and help grow the sport. He certainly did that and did it very, very well. Well, we're going to find out more about Kansas State basketball, uh, their play-by-play voice. Wyatt Thompson will join us coming up next. So after that, we will take your questions, calls, and comments as we slog through a, uh, a day in sports when there's not a lot of controversy, just sports. So we'll do that in hour number two. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. U251CG Gainesville. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. 
Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs out of your car. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this sunshiny Friday here in the University City. Elliot is our producer today. I'm Steve Russell. Hope you will call us up and talk a little sports here after we talk to our guest. Florida is playing Kansas State tomorrow in men's college basketball. You can hear the game right here. And their play-by-play voice, Wyatt Thompson, joins us to tell us about the Wildcats. Wyatt, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Well, it's my pleasure, Steve. Good to be on with you, buddy. Wyatt, I guess, you know, from a a Gator fan perspective, all the eyes, obviously, on Keontae Johnson, you know, after what happened here, and that is certainly understandable but you've been around the young man. You've seen how he's performed this year, you know, meshed with teammates. What are your impressions of him as a basketball player and as a guy? Well, let me first of all address that by saying I've been at Kansas State for 21 seasons. With that said, I would tell you there are very few guys that have walked through here that I've been more impressed with, both as a person and as a player. He's an exemplary young guy from my perspective who's been through a lot. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know him. I've enjoyed watching him play. He's a pleasure to watch, and your fans certainly know all of that part of it. Um, he just glides, and it, the game seems almost easy to him at times, and we all know the game is not easy. But um, he, he's, he's as good a teammate as you're going to find. I don't think he cares at all about numbers. He just wants to win. And fortunately, he was kind of the cherry on top, the uh, last guy in the class for Jerome Tang in his first year. And what a get. Uh, there, there's no chance they would be where they're at right now without Keontae. He's, I couldn't say enough good things about him, Steve, honestly. That's really good to hear. And you kind of hit the next guy I want to talk about is Coach Tang because you know he has certainly turned things around there. I'll ask you kind of the same question. Uh, what kind of a guy is he, and what changes did he bring to the program to make it more successful? Well, we knew of him uh, quite a bit from 19 years at Baylor uh, and the last five or six of those as associate head coach to Scott Drew. I think he would have to understand where Baylor was at when he got there uh, in relation to what they are now. Um, They literally went from the depths to (laughs) – a national championship team over the course of, of many years. And they've been very consistent winners probably over the last, I would say, 12, 13, 14 years now, uh, winning an NIT, winning an NCAA, bidding the Final Four, uh, NBA guys. I mean, and, and Coach Tang, 
um, has been a large part of that. I think all of us knew when he was hired last March and started in April that he knew the Big 12. I think we knew that that was an advantage. Um, We knew he could recruit. The question certainly was, is he good enough with the X's and O's? And and watching him through K-State start to this season, uh, the fans are so excited here, Steve, about some of the things they're seeing with this group not only with the length and athleticism, but, you know, adjustments and timeouts and out-of-bounds plays that, (laughs) you know, just they're really unique, excuse me, different, fun. They they love to play fast, uh, but they can play all different styles. And and I can't stress this enough. You'll probably think I say this about everybody because of what I said about Keontae, but (laughs) uh, this this guy is – you'd almost have to meet – uh, Jerome to understand. He's a big guy, man of faith, um, big family person, uh, calls kind of what he's doing the culture of joy, uh, and these kids have really enjoyed it. He's got a staff that is comical and yet very gifted and good. Uh, we couldn't be more excited about what's happening here with Jerome, honestly. Why from, I guess now the thing is if Gator fans haven't seen much of Kansas State, you know, outside of Keontae Johnson and what he brings – you have a terrific point guard there. Tell us about this team and how you see it. Well, it's a very interesting group because there were just two leftovers uh, from the previous staff of Bruce Weber, uh, and then they had to go out and find you know 13 other guys. Wow. And uh, the one exception along with Ish Masood was the guy you're talking about, our point guard, Marquise Noel. And when your fans watch the game tomorrow – you're going to see a guy who I kind of call a, a big package of dynamite in a very small box. <laughs> he has great quickness, uh, unlimited range, part of a lion, uh, is fearless. Uh, his his uh, his moniker, I guess I'll say, is heart over height. <laughs> yeah. Because what he lacks in height, he makes up in just his love for the game and his will to play. Uh, he'll take an occasional bad shot. He'll make an occasional bad pass. But then there are other times during the games you'll see him make plays that, frankly, other guys just aren't are not capable of making. Excellent free throw shooter, and again, that quickness, his ability to to break down defenses off the bounce, and and they've got enough help around him, and especially with Keontae to to make him a pretty dangerous team. How deep does Coach Tang go, generally speaking, in games? Well, for the most part here lately, it's been mostly about an eight-guy rotation. There are nine guys that he would use. We have a young man who uh, is probably, uh, safe to say, our starting five-man, David Gasson, a kid from the Netherlands who has started to come back now from a high ankle sprain. He didn't play at Iowa State the other night, but played about four minutes in the game last Saturday against Texas Tech, and he's probably as healthy as, as he has been Oh, I'd say for at least five weeks. Uh, I expect him to play a little bit bigger of a role tomorrow, which is paramount against Florida because of Castleton and because the key with David is is he's a five-man who's our best post defender, but he can switch. And and literally, this is a plus. Not everybody has this. He he can literally play most guys from the point to the post. So he's a big piece, and they missed him the other night um, and, and for several games here. 
So it'll be nice to get get more of him back. I don't know that he'll be at full go and play 25 or 30 minutes, but I think we'll see him more uh, tomorrow. Wyatt Thompson, our guest, play-by-play voice for Kansas State. Gators and the Wildcats will do battle tomorrow. Uh, just looking, I, I've had a chance to watch you guys play two or three times, and you play in the best league in, in the land, let's face it, in the Big 12. Sometimes, just from outside looking in, is defense an issue, or is that just depending on the opponent that you play? I would I would answer that by saying it's probably the opponent that we play. And, and I'll give you an example. A lot has been made, Steve, this week about the fact that the top six teams in the Big Twelve are in combination either six and two or five and three. And I've made the the thought and, and the argument in or I guess maybe not argument, but the point in radio interviews this week that every team bring something really unique and quality to the table and they're all different you know you've got kansas the defending champion that that's not anywhere near what they were a year ago but could they still be a final four team yes they could and partly because of a really good point guard and a four-man jalen wilson who probably will be a first team all-american you've got baylor as an example with those three really 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 good guards (laughs) you've got iowa state uh, one of the better defensive teams in the league and maybe one of the deeper teams in the league. Uh, TCU, I, I love their point guard and I love their, their pieces around them. They're probably as experienced as any team. And then you've got like a K-State who is, I mean, K-State was picked last by a mile in, in the league. Nobody saw this coming. Wow. And why would you, right? I yeah. Mean, but, but they're more lengthy and athletic and bouncy and, and fun to watch and tough as, as, as most. So you, you've got some interesting pieces in this league, and I, that's why it's so hard to predict. And there are a lot of people are thinking that <laughs> we haven't seen many of these, but a lot of people think that 13-5 and five could win the league this year. I don't think it'll be quite that, but it wouldn't be shocking if, if the league champion had four or five losses. Because mm, it's a very tough league. Um, yeah. Last question for you. Um, in you know, watching your team play as you do, if, if – Kansas State is to beat Florida. What's got to go right for the Wildcats? Well, I would start with making shots, and that's an easy one, right? Yep. I mean, we all would say that. But maybe as important is defensive rebounding. That has been troublesome for K-State really all season long. It was probably the difference in the game in an 80-76 to loss at 12th-ranked Iowa State on Tuesday night. So I think it really starts there. K-State is at its best, like most teams are, when they get paint touches. When they do that, and because they move the ball, they get the ball moved pretty much side to side and do all of those kind of things. But stepping into threes is a lot different, and they're a decent three-point shooting team, best free-throw shooting team in the league. Uh, so, So I think they've got pieces. But making shots, but defensive rebounding, especially against this team who's kind of starting to find their stride too, I think will be paramount tomorrow. Yeah, it could be a really good matchup. Wyatt, thank you for taking the time to talk about the Wildcats. Appreciate you taking it. Absolutely, sir. Nice talking to you, buddy. Same here, Wyatt. Thank you. Good man. Wyatt Thompson, play-by-play voice for Kansas State basketball. Been doing it for 21 years. Uh, Okay, the rest of the day, uh, it'll be us. So, Call us up, talk some sports, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. I think this game tomorrow will be a lot of fun to watch, and 
What I'm curious about, uh, for all those who you know want to take the shackles off or whatever else, it is. I mean, look, coaches say this all the time: we got to play defense and rebound, play defense and rebound, and and that's true. But when Mr. Naismith invented the game, you got to put the ball through the through the basket. You got to score. I mean, you can win games every once in a while on an off shooting night and play good defense and win, you know, 60 to 58. But this is this is a game seemingly of contrasting styles a little bit and both teams coming out of this game have big rivalry games. Florida has Tennessee, Kansas State's got Kansas. So Will they continue to be focused on just this matchup? 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jack Alperstein. The Florida Gators women's diving team has signed Anna Camila Monroy to the 2023 signing class. Monroy is the first diver to sign to the class. The Santa Fe College softball team is participating in a season opening tournament today. They begin play against Florida Southwestern State College at 12.30 p.m. and will take on Indian River State College at 3 p.m. The Santa Fe College baseball team opens their season today as well at 2 p.m. against TNXL Academy. In men's basketball news, the Gators travel to Kansas State tomorrow for a matchup with the Wildcats and a reunion with Keontae Johnson. Live coverage of the game begins right here at 5.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, you have stepped up in a big way to help the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And you've done so by donating your unused or unwanted vehicles, your car, your truck, your boat, your motorcycle, your SUV, RV, whatever it is, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it is sustained by the donation of these kinds of vehicles. And they learn real-life skills because they fix them up, repair them, and then go out and resell them. Your donations are tax-deductible, and they help a really great cause. Your generosity does a lot of good. Now, If you want to find out more about what this does, the organization does, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka. That's Boys Ranch Palatka. You can go to their website, too. That's rbr.org. Well, you did it. You're an adult now. And you know you're an adult because this is a commercial about saving money on your credit card balances, and that probably got you a little excited. Radiant Credit Union's Visa Credit Card has a super low introductory rate and no balance transfer fee. So now you can transfer your balances to Radiant, pay less interest, and clear that debt off faster. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Just wait until you start comparing fiber supplements. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash balance to apply today and let us help you define your financial future. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Meldon Law, we won't back down. 
calling Gator Nation. You are invited to be part of Gator history on Friday, February 10th for the official dedication of Steve Spurrier Way at Celebration Point Promenade in front of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Lots of dignitaries and press will be on hand to witness this historic event. And it's open to all who bleed orange and blue. It's the grand unveiling of Steve Spurrier Way. It's all happening Friday, February 10th from 530 to 615 at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in Celebration Point. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Sunday, it's the championship round of the NFL playoffs as we bring you a special doubleheader. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew for all the action. First, the top two seeds in the NFC square off when the Eagles host the 49ers. Then, it's the Chiefs and the Bengals in the AFC title game for the second straight year. Who will advance to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona? Tune in to find out. Hear the playoff picture unfold right here. Coverage starts Sunday at 2 right here on WRUF. ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I kind of threw out there... The marquee Gator in the NFL right now, Linda said, Evan McPherson. Yeah, I, I mentioned that earlier, Linda. He's uh, a kicker, and, you know, I guess you could say, well, geez, that's the marquee player. He's a kicker, but he's a very good kicker, no doubt. Uh, Andrew, hello. Yeah, I was calling about that email, that Mike guy saying that the team's boring and stuff. Isn't all that matters is we're winning? Like, beginning of the year, uh, we might have been pl- – we might have let it, the offense go a little more, but the key is we're winning right now. I don't get it. Are the guys complaining about winning games? Well, that's been my mantra all along. Okay, I mean, look, in a perfect world, let, let's let's take let's not take basketball. Let's take let's take football. Okay, if if the games were you know thirty five to thirty, they were exciting. And it was a lot of scoring and, you know, the quarterback zipping the ball over the field. Is that entertaining to watch? Sure it is, right? But to your point, what if you go, all your games are like that and you lose? Well, I think he'd be, I think he'd be happier. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, coaches get fired over that. The bottom line is winning. It's not entertainment. Bottom line is winning. I've never heard a coach... You know, come on. Now he may in in the he or she may in the course of a conversation say, you know, I hope to have a very entertaining, you know, fun to watch team. Okay, great, but you know, you're not going to have that all the time. And I mean, in a general sense, I get it. Okay, all things being equal, do you want to watch a walk it up the floor, you know, slow paced game as opposed to a game where you're moving the ball? I get it. But you got to win those games. 
That's the bottom line. Most of the SEC games are a lot of defense. They are. So and and that, I'm glad you said that, Andrew, because that was going to be my ace in the hole here. Go look at most of the other games in this league. Okay, This, for whatever reason, has become a very defensive-minded league where a lot of the games are, in fact, scores like that. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll – yeah. All right. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate your call. Uh, let's see here. We will get to Chris. Hi, Chris. Yes, hey, Steve. Uh, yes. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, well, I just wanted to respond a little bit about um, the question a little bit earlier. Um, last segment, you know, there's a question. Well, there was a caller that discussed uh, black coaches in the NFL and basically was saying he's appalled that there's not more of them. And I know this is a sensitive subject. And I will tell you that I've changed my mind on some of these things a little bit as over the last few years. And, and one of the things that had me thinking about this, last night I, I had noticed that Tom Brady had posted a, you know, he had posted that prayer about his two sons, and I, I thought that was pretty touching, and I was reading about Tom Brady. And I came back to his stance on the protests kneeling for the anthem a few years ago. And when it was really kind of a much hotter issue, I want to say it might have been 2018, and I was kind of surprised by Tom's response, which is that, you know, I think people should be able to say what they want to say. And he didn't really have a problem with people kneeling for the anthem. And I thought that was cool because when, I, when that issue first came out, I had a real problem with it. And I think I've kind of evolved and I've come to understand what Tom's saying. But the, the last thing I want to say with black coaches in the NFL, at the end of the day, the NFL is a business and they're there to make money. I do not believe that there's any kind of systemic racism there. Now, I think that whatever's holding back, you know, us from having more black coaches is probably the same thing that's holding us back from having more, uh, you know, black owners and everything else. And the only thing I want to say kind of, and and I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. I trust capitalism more than I trust anything else, because at the end of the day, those teams are there to make money. The owners are there to make money. They're going to hire the best coach for the job, regardless of his skin color. And I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. Chris, I appreciate your call. Thank you. I think in a general sense, that's right. But I still think we are in a world somewhat of who we associate with, right? Most of the owners are white. Well, and even though most of the players are African-American, they associate with people in the front office. They associate with people who are head coaches, not the players necessarily. So I think we could all come to a place, and it's impossible to do, where Look, the NFL thought it was enough of a problem where they had the Rooney Rule take place. If they didn't think it was a problem, that never would have happened, where you had to interview somebody of color. There was a problem. And it did seem that African-American coaches who seemed to be good candidates were not given a chance. Where I fall off the train here is a quota. I don't believe in that. I don't, if, if a league is 
you know, 60% whatever. I don't believe it should be 60% coaching that. Okay, that, that, I, just don't, I just don't buy that. On the other hand, if there is something where there is collusion, where, you know, it's obvious that the, the, the most talented candidate isn't being chosen, well, now you have an issue. And I don't know that we'll ever get past it. By the way, this is interesting. Um, you know, with the proliferation now of betting, I mean, you can watch any game and what do you see? You see all kinds of commercials for betting places. This is from usbettingreport.com. This is staggering to me. You know, we, we, we as fans of college are having heartburn over NIL and, you know, whatever, well, they did a survey, a salary survey, to reveal the highest amount of money in the NBA that players make per minute. Per minute. Okay? Number five. Tobias Harris. He makes... $25,882 per minute. Rudy Gobert is next. He makes $30,320 per minute. Kevin Durant makes $31,400. $47 per minute. LeBron James is not number one. He's a mere number two, making $31,565. Guess who's number one? I never would have guessed this in a million years. Not this level. Jimmy Butler. He makes $32,657 per minute played. That's like, you can play two minutes and make a salary that most people make. Two minutes. Two minutes. What the world is. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. People with chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics are the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. Their unique protocols use healing agents from your own body to target aching joints, repairing and restoring damaged tissue so you can move again with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Got shoulder pain, excruciating hip pain? If you have any arthritis pain or lingering pain from an injury, don't let them operate on you or give you more steroids and say no to the pain pills. 
Call QC Kinetics and see if their life-changing, all-natural treatments can get you living your best life in the new year. I'm telling you, people are raving about these treatments. This is the future of joint pain management, and appointments are available as soon as the next week. Make 2023 the year you say goodbye to joint pain. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only one place. The one place to go. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PATRICK, you're good to go. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship games and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook by using the code PATRICK. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Void in Ohio and Ontario. Bonus issued is free bets. One boost per eligible game, deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny and chilly this afternoon. Highs barely making it to the upper 50s and lower 60s. We'll have clear skies tonight and lows dropping to near freezing. Freeze alerts have already been issued for counties along the I-10 corridor. Tomorrow turning partly cloudy. High temperatures a little bit milder. We should get into the mid-60s. We'll get to the mid to upper 70s with increasing clouds on Sunday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Great quarterback. Not good, very good, great. One that you say, or two that you say, three you say, they're great. Well, Patrick Mahomes is now, he's the great quarterback. Is Josh Allen great? Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier. And you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Home stretch of our sports scene for this Friday. It's hard to believe we're almost through the month of January. Let's bring Adam to the show. Hi, Adam. Hey, Steve. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, man. Great show as usual. What do you got? Go ahead. Yeah, your music's still playing in the background. Okay, that was all right. Um, yeah, man. Um, as far as the uh, NFL playoffs coming up, um, I, I'm a I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so Cincinnati's uh, my last my last dog in the race, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and what they got going on there is uh, is pretty special. I think that they're going to take care of business, Kansas City, and then I think San Francisco is going to going to handle Philadelphia fairly easily. Um, 
So that's what I'm kind of looking at in the Super Bowl, and obviously I'm going to ride with the with the Bengals, man, and hopefully bring it back to the AFC North. Yeah, I know a lot of people are hoping for a Gator, you know, to be in the Super Bowl, um, and you know that is certainly possible with you know Tony and Townsend in Kansas City and McPherson in Cincinnati, et cetera. So we'll see. Now, at least at least the good news is that a Gator will be in the Super Bowl because. They're both on the AFC team. Somebody has to win, so somebody will be in there. Yeah. And did I miss something? You brought up the question of who's the best Gator in the NFL right now. Did I miss something about Kyle Pitts? Did he get hurt? He's with Atlanta, Yeah, he's, he was hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt when? most of the year. Really? Yep. Okay. I was wondering. I I, I kind of miss a lot of the NFL, and I guess this kind of leads to the uh, to the racial discussion um, uh, today. I think it's been covered by a couple of your callers already. I mean, I was – my wife and I both, once everybody started kneeling, and I'm not laying that at the feet of any particular, uh, you know, uh, race, but that just was just kind of turned us off of the NFL. But um, uh, as far as these Gators go, man, to meet Kansas State, um, we played pretty well on the road, and um, I think the defense is going to show up. I don't think. I know the defense is going to be there. Um I think we got a real a better chance than a lot of people are giving us credit for with that defense that we got. You know, it's amazing to me what happens, and I understand why. Florida has won five of its last six. Therefore, there's optimism. I promise you, had Florida lost five of the last six, oh, we got no chance. We got no chance. So, I mean, part of it is how they played, you know, recently to that. But you're right. I mean, Florida has played very well defensively, and they're going to go up against a team that can put the ball in the basket. So something's got to give. Yeah, and that, that just kind of, I mean, that's that's the, uh, that, that that's what happens with new teams. And, and uh, it seems like uh, Golden is really getting the rotation that he needs. Do we know if Fudge is going to be back for this game or is it a little too early on? Uh, he talked today, because uh, I, I, was, I was on the air, so I don't know. Huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool beans. It, well, the other thing, man, you got to go with gymnastics. You got to go with uh, the Gator gymnastics team being the best team on the campus right now, man. Go Gators. All right. Thank you. It, I mean, until other sports start, but yes. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? Hey. Hey, Steve. Before I get to some of your topics, man, quick question. Um, I know that I believe this guy has been on your show before. Have uh, you tried to reach out to Ed to uh, Eddie Rojas? To, Get an interview on all this stuff that happened. I have reached out to the collective. Yes. Okay. No luck. No luck. Um, Steve, as far as the uh, picks this weekend go, we'll, we'll start there. I got a Cincy Philly Super Bowl, Steve. I just think that uh, Mahomes is not going to be a hundred percent. Mobility is such a big part of his game. And then I look across the field at Joe Burrow, and he's quickly becoming a. Uh, one of the better ones in uh, the NFL. And I think what sets him apart is his mobility. I mean, I I like to compare him to like a Dan Marino in the pocket that could actually move, you know, because the only guy that had that pocket presence that I remember was Marino. And he has that, man. He's tough to uh, get down. Well, I'll tell you another um, guy that's got then, it is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers yeah, yeah. moves as well in the pocket as any quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and that's one of the skills as a quarterback that I think sometimes 
gets overlooked a lot. People look at arm strength and, and all the other good stuff, but pocket presence to me, man, is, is one of the top three skills that a quarterback has to have. Um, and then obviously Philly, I just think they've been one of the class acts of the league uh, the whole season, and I look for them to carry it on. Um, Billy Packard, you know, he had one of the greatest uh, slam dunk calls, the, the uh, send it down Jerome call of the Jerome Lane slam dunk back in the uh, late 80s, man. So, uh, and, he, and, and him to me is, is like the Keith Jackson of like the NCAA tournament. To me, Keith Jackson was college football. And Billy Packard, to me, growing up, uh, was basically the NCAA tournament to me, man. So uh, I definitely enjoyed him. Um, Steve, with regards to the uh, topic about the uh, coaches in the NFL, you know, I kind of co- like to compare that, uh, p- compare and contrast to MLB. You know, I'm a, I'm a Latin male, and, um, you know, the last I checked, the MLB, I think, had 25 30% Hispanics, and uh, with Pete Griffel, um, being promoted as the manager of the White Sox. Shout out to my high school, by the way, Columbus High School alumni. Um, he makes four now, four Hispanic managers. But I've always felt, and that's like less than 20%, um, but I've, I've always felt that Hispanics in MLB have had more of a shot than blacks in NFL. Haven't you felt that way, Steve? Yes. Yeah, I mean, in Correct. general, yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, difference in MLB is the term a lot of times that's thrown around is they bring in Hispanic managers to relate better to the players. And um, to me, that term in MLB honestly makes a little sense, right? Because a lot of these Hispanic ballplayers, Steve, they don't speak a lick of English, man. So uh, when you have that language barrier, I could see how relating to those players a difference in in like bringing in a manager for that um right. but you don't hear that in the nfl all know? right tony thank you for your call appreciate it john welcome to the show hey steve just listening to everybody get you know i come up with a thousand questions to ask you but on the basketball minutes um the the salary per minute is that just play the minutes played is that how they're calculating that uh, they did it, uh, highest earners minutes played. Yeah. I mean, that'd be like asking you, how much do you make per minute you speak on the air? You know, I yeah. mean, that doesn't cover all the time you're spending getting ready. And I mean, that's no, no, no. Min- just minutes on yeah. the court playing. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, yeah, that's wonderful, but it doesn't tell you how hard they really work, you know, after hours and, and, their whole life getting ready to play that sport, you know, there's a lot of time put in. Um, well, I mean, I think we anyway. all put a lot of time in in what we do. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're, in other words, they're not separate from, you know, other people. They, they do stuff outside of work, uh, so to speak, that prepares them for what they sure. do in work. It isn't, that isn't just a sports thing. No, it isn't. But we're looking. We're we're basically saying you guys are you're overpaid because you make this much per minute. You're on your job, but that's that's not just not a fair way of looking at it. I think. Um, uh, my other thing, I wanted to ask you. Um, we the topic that we discussed earlier um, when about what what records could or could not be broken. I, I didn't hear your which which record in the next ten years do you think 
has the greatest chance of being broken. You know, major sports record that... That's too hard. I, 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 think, I think it's easier yeah. to say which ones won't be. Well, certainly. Because, first of all, I mean, you have to do a lot of... I don't have the time to sit there and do the research you would have to have to go into it in terms of probability, you know, who's doing what. I just don't have the time to do that. And that's what I would um, have to do. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I didn't know if you had any gut feelings that something, you know, I don't know. I'm, uh, and I agree. It is very difficult uh, to come up with it. Um, but final thing, do you, do you think Freddie T will get into the Hall of Fame? Uh, I think he's a fringe candidate. Uh, I think he belongs, and not because he, you know, went to school at Florida, uh, but he's one of those guys that, you know, maybe in a year, you know, maybe the veterans will, if he, you know, goes that route, um, or you know, if there's a year when there's not a lot of, you know, first time great candidates, you know, maybe he gets in. Yeah. So you think he, what, 50-50? I'd say less than that. I'd say probably oh, wow. I'd say probably 40-60. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, thanks, Steve. All right, Take John. Care. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, and again, I, I think his numbers, but it's number, who lobbies for you, that's part of it, right? And there's Hall of Famers, and there's Hall of Famers, right? Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame. No disrespect to him, but you're not going to compare him to, you know, Willie Mays or somebody like that. But it doesn't matter. If you're in the Hall of Fame, you're in the Hall of Fame. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Lauren Halpern. In Gator Sports, the men's basketball team will face Kansas State tomorrow night in Manhattan. Tip-off is scheduled for 6. Find coverage right here beginning at 5.30. Coming off of a big win against Alabama, the Florida gymnastics team will host the Georgia Bulldogs tonight at 5.45. The Gators men's tennis team is hosting a tournament through the weekend. Matches began today, with SMU playing Mississippi State at 11. The Gators take on USF at 2. Santa Fe College Baseball and Softball open up today. The baseball team will host TNXL Academy at 2, while the softball team travels to Clearwater to take on Indian River State College at 3. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once, it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you. 
enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of, of being here, and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Meldon Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Again, that's MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law, we won't back down. Hal Lindsey said that a person can live 40 days without food, four days without water, but only one second without hope. The world can knock us down and suck the hope right out of us. Personal challenges, stress, loss, and pain, they're enough to make us spiral into despair and just want to give up. If that's how you feel, I get it. But when the Bible speaks of hope, it means a deep-rooted confidence in God's character, that we can trust Him to do what He says He will do. This living hope can be ours through faith in a resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. Regardless of our circumstances, the hope we have in Jesus strengthens us today and gives us a firm foundation for tomorrow. This is Bryant Wright, hoping that you find real hope in Jesus, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, one of the things I enjoy the vast majority of the time is to get feedback from you, and sometimes you all make great suggestions as to a show topic, especially on a slower time, i.e., when there's no controversy. And one of you suggested, based on what I said earlier about fans, he says maybe a show topic would be this. What is a, what should a fan's expectation be when it comes to their school and their athletic program. Pretty good topic, right? Uh, because that can, that can mean wins and losses. That can mean style of play. Uh, that can mean who's hired, all that. So, you know, maybe one day we'll do that. And I think it's a fair question because I think you'd probably get a lot of different answers to that, what a fan's expectation is. Because look, if you think about if you are a fan of a school or a team that perennially loses, 
What's your expectation? Right? Again, I have firsthand knowledge because I root for the Jets. They have a long history of being not very good. I'm a Knicks fan. They have a long history of not being very good. So I'll give you an example. When the Knicks won their two championships, they won them basically four years apart. 69-70, I think 73-74, I think. Anyway, about four years apart. Well, think about that, right? You win two championships in four years, I think your expectation is we're going to win some more, right? We're, they haven't won since. Haven't won since. Now, they've been in the final, but they've not won. So what is a realistic expectation? The Jets have been in a Super Bowl. What's the realistic expectation? So when I hear about entertainment and, you know, events aren't free, and you're right, they're not free. But there's a difference. If you go to a movie, okay, it isn't winning and losing. It is entertainment. You want to like the movie you see based on the money you spend for it, right? But think about it. If every fan's expectation that their team wins, well, then half of you aren't going to be happy. It's pretty obvious, right? So I guess it's just one of those things. We'll get uh, some, but again, maybe one day we'll do that. Uh, James says, I'll probably go 0 for 2 here. I'm picking both home teams to win Sunday. Do you think the Mahomes injury is significant? It could be. See, at least the NFL has an injury policy. Like, when you see Florida's injury report, it says Joe Smith, ankle. Bob Jones, lower leg. I have a lower leg, too. But it doesn't mean... So, I mean, you might as well not even... The, the best college injury report should be out. And, of course, the next question is going to be, why are you out? Well, some coaches answer that. Some coaches don't. So in the NFL, at least they have an injury report, probable, whatever. Mahomes says he's full go. What is that? You cannot tell me that the kind of injury he suffered the other day won't affect his mobility somewhat. But the question becomes, James, is it enough to really change his game? It could be significant. It might be nothing. Have to wait and see. Um, so there you go. All right, we got uh, about five minutes left. Let's get a couple of more emails, a couple of more calls if we got them, and then we will call it a week. Sam. Get a really good email here. Um, long, what he basically is saying here. Uh, oh, before I do that, Sam, I'm going to forget this. If you follow Gator Baseball, Mike Rivera, really, really important cog 
on those Gator really good teams that went to Omaha and won uh, was with the Cleveland Guardians organization. He has now been hired as an assistant coach. So really, really good to see that. And and Mike will really help. Uh, Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. A uh, couple questions I wanted to follow up. Uh, uh, somebody was talking about earlier. Uh, who's going to guard Keontae Johnson? <laughs> any, any idea who's, who's going to uh, or attempt to guard him? No. Now, he, Golden may have answered that today, but I was on the air, so I don't know. Yeah, I got you. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that part, you know, seeing him in the other in the other uniform. I think that's probably uh, universally true of, a, of the Gator Nation. You hate to see, but but, but you love the guy. It's, it's going to be an odd feeling. Um, and I'm sure the team had, you know, once the game gets going, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I'm got to have mixed feelings, don't you think, going in? Because it's just such a situation. Yeah, I mean, mixed feelings in the sense of you're glad he's well, you're glad he's recovered, you're glad he's playing, you're glad for what he did here, but, you know, in the end, you don't want his team to win. Well, of course, of course. Uh, I guess it's, it's probably, uh, since Golden wasn't here, that probably would be easier on him than, than if, uh, you know, Mike White had still been coaching. But, yeah, and a lot of those guys that were on the team last year are gone. There's not very many left over. Yeah, that's true. With the, with the turnover. Um, the, the, the Bill, I'm losing his last name tomorrow. I can't think of his last name. But um, when when I was watching it live, I was, you know, fearing for the worst because the, 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 the time they were taking to get to, to, to leave, that was that just struck me as odd because normally if there's an urgency – I mean, they're they're rushing, and the only thing I could parallel it was when uh, uh, Dale Earnhardt uh, crashed at Daytona, and the, the 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 ambulance was leaving like at a snail's pace, and you, they hadn't announced anything, but she knew something was wrong. So I was you know, fearing for the worst. So at least in that regard, things uh, turned around a lot better than they could have been. So all right, go Gators, be safe. All right, thank you. Greg will be our final caller today. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve, enjoying the show as usual. A great week for your show. And uh, just a quick question, Steve, if you know you had to, you know, somebody had you at gunpoint. You had to pick one game, Florida wins in this gauntlet between, you know, Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee, K-State. Which one would it be and why? Just one upset. Florida upsets one of the next four games, one upset of the next four games. And w- which team would it be and why? And all this not fair and go Gators. Okay, thank you, Greg. You know, my answer would be, first blush, beating Tennessee here. You want to win in front of your home crowd, you know, all of that. But nowadays, it's all about the net ranking and quad one and, you know, all of that. But I still would say Tennessee. Look, if you steal a road win, that's great. But you got, you know, in the big picture, take care of your home floor. And that, I think, is why I would say Tennessee here. And it's funny, I mentioned this earlier, both teams after Kansas State and Florida play have big rivals. K-State plays Kansas and Florida plays Tennessee. So, but I promise you, uh, they'll be focused. BB said, what are your NFL picks? I thought I gave them. I thought I did. Um, Cincinnati? and San Francisco. So I'll probably be wrong. Usually am when I pick those things. Um, but I, as a fan, I, I don't have any skin in the game. I hope it's competitive, and I hope it's a good game. That, that's my biggest thing, that you know the game is going to be okay 
and it'll be competitive and all that stuff. That's what I'm uh, really hoping for. Rick will be our final email. Of, oh, before I do that, let me tell you from a listener's standpoint what we have going on. Tomorrow we have a doubleheader of basketball, both from the SEC Big 12 Challenge, Bama, Oklahoma at 1.30, and, of course, in the Gator game right here beginning at 5.30. Sunday, both NFL games, Niners-Eagles at 2, Bengals and Chiefs at 6.30. So that's what we have for the weekend for you. That's really good stuff. Uh, okay, the email. Uh, if, if Florida beats Kansas State, how big of a win is that? It's a huge win. Are you kidding? That's huge. Forget Keontae Johnson. The, the way Kansas State is playing, and you beat a Big 12 team uh, you know, on the road, that's a huge win. And, and really, Florida can go into this game loose. You know, I don't think most people expect them to win. The game that I'm going to be finding interesting is Kentucky and Kansas because they're, they're teams going in opposite directions. Since Kentucky benched Severe Wheeler, they've gotten much better offensively and defensively because, as Mark Wise always says, small guard. Wheeler is a defensive liability. He can score, but he's a defensive liability. Kansas has, I think, lost three in a row. And, you know, now they play K-State, and then – I'm sorry, then they've they got to play K-State after playing uh, Kentucky – so, you know, they, could it be five in a row that Kansas would lose? It's certainly possible. Our thanks today to Wyatt Thompson, the play-by-play voice of Kansas State basketball, for joining us and uh, giving you a rundown of Kansas State. Thanks to Elliot for producing the show today. As always, we thank you for calling and listening. Enjoy the weekend. We'll have lots to talk about on Monday. Don't forget, gymnastics here tonight at 545 against Georgia. Gator baseball opens their practices. They practice today, tomorrow, and Sunday. They'll scrimmage. They are all open for you. Tennis is playing here this weekend. Men's tennis is, so a lot happening. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you Monday. Left Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN season and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long southern sports today proudly presents the chuck oliver show it's an inside look at everything college football now live from atlanta georgia it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football chuck oliver on southern sports today just got fired in public and we all know why. There is one question, though. Chuck Oliver Show on a Friday. Welcome back to me. 
I have been on vacation. I'm back. So uh, it is a Friday, and since last Friday, did Dan host every day? Did we have some Heath action? We had Dan Matthews in here every single day, and he did a fantastic job, I'm certain. Uh, I say that only because I always ask, did we lose affiliates? And I was told we didn't. Did we have any FCC violations or fines? And I was told we didn't. So that's, and honestly, that's the measuring stick. No on both. On we go. So welcome back. And again, I appreciate everybody tuning in here for your college football conversation. I said a grown man just got fired in public. We all know why. That grown man is Josh Gaddis. You talk about a brutally tough timeline. Now, I say fired in public. Uh, he's a college football coach. It happens. There are plenty of us we get fired, and it gets like it's limited to our own personal universe, like the kitchen that night. Honey, um, that's not the case when you're a football coach. Now, you're well compensated, but Josh Gaddis, we can't like throw a number on it because Miami's private, and they don't have to tell anybody. But public school, you use taxes, so you got to tell people. But Miami's like, nah, we just we fired him. So, like everybody, I say he got, he got fired in public, um, and we all know why. April 14th, 2022, headline, Josh Gaddis presented Broyles Award Trophy. January 27th, 2023, headline, Josh Gaddis fired. It's not just that he was a brand-new hire at Miami for Mario Cristobal. It wasn't just that well, he just he let him give him a minute to build something or injuries, or, but none of that matters. It's not just that he was a high-profile hire or he was an expensive hire or he's a guy that he left Michigan and they were in the playoffs and he came all the way down to Miami. Wow, what an endorsement of the program and the direction of the Hurricanes. None of Josh Gaddis wasn't just all of those things. Josh Gaddis was all of those things and had just been recognized as Broyles Award Trophy. We know what that is, right? Frank Broyles Award from our good friend David Basil out of Arkansas. Win the Broyles Award. You are 